Okay, what I'm going to explain right now is I'm going to explain quantumly what happens in our children and why things continue generation after generation, even when people don't want it to, and even when people uh, turn from their past and they turn to God, how can some of these same things be a perpetual, what we have appeared to call a curse in our families, and we don't know how to stop it? Here's what's happening. Inside each of us, we have 23 chromosomes of our father, 23 chromosomes of our mother, and in that DNA is memory of all of our ancestors all the way back to Adam and Eve. So what happens is three to four generations back will be prominent in our DNA, in my current DNA. So I could go look back in my history if I had the ability, if there were journals and I could look three or four generations back and I could find these same things, these same patterns in my family until some generation has enough sorrow and suffering that they wake up and they go, something's wrong. This keeps happening and they cry out. And if my people who are called by my name would turn, to turn means to wake up, to feel, to, uh, to get an awakening, kind of like rolling out of the bed, so to speak. If they would turn from their wicked ways, that means as a result of all the twisted stuff that's happening. If they would turn as a result and seek my face. Now to seek God's face means to seek his heart. It means to seek to know the feelings of Heavenly Father. And if they'll seek my face, I, Father and Mother God, I, I the Godhead, Father, uh, Son, Holy Ghost, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. So usually it'll take three or four generations before somebody wakes up enough to turn to God in their sorrow and suffering and say, God, help me. And so uh, a, a man and a woman gets married, they have children, and then there's just, it just naturally is a division in, in the family. Maybe the son's divided from the father, or maybe it's the daughter, or maybe this one, the mother is divided and, and, and but whatever the dynamics are, there's, it's already there. I can remember when my children were born, instantly I could tell Rebecca was like her daddy in so many ways. Even when she cried, where her face got red was around her lips, around her nose and her eyes, exactly like her daddy and exactly like her grandma. And I knew it, it was just right there. It was their DNA right in front of me. I knew certain things about my son was exactly like me. And, but yet they were their own individual people. They're not me, but yet Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. So I could actually look at your children and I could know you without ever meeting you. I could know all kinds of stuff about you. I, when I look at a person, when I meet a person, I look at how they stand. I could tell you things about them by the way their feet stand. I could look at their knees. I could see their injuries in their body or whatever sickness or disease. I can look at their eyebrows, the way their smile is, the shape of their nose, how their ears are. And I can tell you certain things in that body about their relationship with their parents. And they're like, how do you know that? Well, then people want me to draw a chart. Will you draw me a chart? And blah, blah. It doesn't work like that. It's like a language. And as I'm listening to somebody, I'm looking, why do I do that? Because I'm seeking the kingdom of God. I'm seeking to know that person's heart. I want to know how they feel. Do they feel loved by their mom? Do they feel loved by their dad? Do they feel rejected? Do they feel abandoned? What, what does this heart feel? See, that's seeking the kingdom. 
And so I can remember I was in uh, another state and I was ministered to a group of women and the Lord spoke to me and said, go anoint everyone in the room. And so I went to anoint everyone in the room. And when I got to the last person, I just walked past her almost like, have you ever tried to put two magnets together and one just repent? That's what happened. I just walked around her. And when I went to put the oil bottle down from after anointing everybody, I noticed I walked past this woman and I said, God, why did I walk past her? I, I love her. I don't want to leave her out. Now she's going to feel left out. I said, why did I leave her out? He said, because she was abandoned by her mother and you're a female. And so you represent the mother heart of God. And so when you walk past her, she has this frequency or this memory in her amygdala that's mixed with the rejection of the mother and it's repelling you. And so you had to walk away from her. And I said, Father, what do I do? And he said, I want you to go and get on one knee. I saw myself. I saw myself kneel in front of her and I grabbed her hand and I saw it before it happened. I grabbed her hand and I saw myself talking to her. So I went over, I knelt down beside her and I grabbed her. I reached out for her hand. She put her hand in mine and I called her by name and I said, did you notice that I walked right past you? And she bowed her head and started crying. And she said, yes, every woman walks past me. I have no female friends. And I said, well, I asked my father why I did that because my intention was to walk around the room and to anoint everyone. And when I walked past you, I didn't even realize it till I was done. And I said, Father, what is this? And he told me that you had been rejected and abandoned by your mom. Is that true? And she said, yes, my mother left me and abandoned me and left me with my dad. And I looked at the woman and I saw something in her smile. And the Lord said to me, and the relationship that she has with her father, as good as it is, is still out of balance. Now, that doesn't mean he sexually molested her or did anything bad in particular. It just was not balanced. And so an unjust weight is an abomination, but a just weight is God's delight. So, and I told her, I said, your father stayed with you, but be... And you, your father loves you. And she says, yeah, I love my daddy. And I, I have a good relationship. Of course, her daddy was gone by now. And I said, but there was, I said, it still was twisted. It still had something not balanced. And I said, and when you got married, that was still out of balance because of the way you saw your father and what was developed in that relationship. I said, and he was a good man. I, didn't, I was not trying to dishonor him. I was just showing her that her her male and female idea of what father and mother looks like was was messed up. It was twisted. And so I began to minister to her and I asked her, I said, would you be okay if I ministered to you in front of everyone? And she agreed and said, yes. Well, at first when she sat down on the couch, cause I had not shifted this yet in her amygdala, I'd only surfaced the emotions in her bloodstream. Um, she went and sat down on the sofa and she was crying. It was like the, the room scattered away from her. Now, no one did this on purpose. So why did that happen? Because the frequency inside of her is I am rejected by all women. I was rejected by my mom. Therefore, I'm rejected by all women, which also means she couldn't feel close to father, mother, God. People don't like or may not understand me saying mother, God, God created Adam, male, female, created them. So that's where that's coming from. But God has a mother heart and a father heart and both need to be balanced. And when those are not balanced, our children will manifest and gravitate towards one or the other.
And it can be passed down from generation to generation. It doesn't have to be anything I did or anything my husband did or anything you or your wife did. It could be passed down. So that child is born into the family and by osmosis almost. One will gravitate towards one or away from the other. Just like when I walked away from that woman. Now, I, as I ministered to her and she began to weep and I shifted her amygdala protein in her brain, all, by osmosis again, everybody began to go sit by her and kneel at her feet and love on her. And the rest of the whole time we were there, not one time was that woman left alone. So my point in saying that is quantumly, quantum physics, which means the unseen frequency or science that's happening in the room happens through the heart. The heart is called the musical chord and it works like music does. It puts out a frequency and it's either going to be in harmony or out of harmony. So if someone is out of harmony with you, it's because of whatever's resonating in them and what's resonating in you. So you can only draw to yourself in the earth people that are going to help you wake up. And sometimes what's going to come to you to help you wake up is going to be sorrow and suffering after sorrow and suffering. Just like if you put your hand in a fire, it's going to burn. That's to give you the message, don't touch it. Okay? You can get close to it, but don't get too close because it'll hurt you. So we keep creating scenarios in our life. It's really the law of attraction, but Christians haven't embraced that law of attraction because they think it's new age. It's not. It's real. But the law of attraction is missing something. If you've ever read the book, The Secret, the part they're missing is it does not embrace the negative. It waits for you to osmosis, you know, by osmosis, wake up and you eventually will. But basically I can take your old sorrows and suffering. I don't need a new one. I don't need more failure to show up tomorrow. You have plenty. We'll go back in those monuments, those memories. We will ask God to show us what lie you believed. We will then deposit new information, which is truth. And truth dispels the lie, just like light gets rid of darkness. And truth will do for you what all your work and all your knowledge and all your decreeing and declaring and all the things you've done to seek the kingdom of God that didn't work. Truth all by itself, without any help from me or you, will totally set you free and will change your amygdala, therefore changing your heart, Therefore, changing the frequency that is emitted from your body. And that frequency will now draw to you blessing that will overtake you. And you couldn't outrun it no matter how hard you tried. And this is how the proof of it. If the tears and the sorrows were powerful enough to keep drawing rejection to you, generation after generation, and if the the leaven of the Sadducees and Pharisees could leaven the whole lump. How much greater is the kingdom of heaven when it gets in your heart and that it will draw to itself like and kind of itself, which is love and acceptance and value. And that happens through quantum physics, through no help of you. Just like no matter how hard you tried to stop the other, you couldn't stop it. You won't be able to stop blessing. It's not, you ain't that big. If you couldn't stop the tares from growing, what makes you think you can stop the wheat? You won't be able to.